Due to COVID-19, this podcast was recorded remotely and may contain adult language and themes. Hello and welcome to TV DNA, this mini episode. I am your host, Damien, and alongside me are my more than capable cohorts, Adam Hemming. Hello! And Neil Shepek. I love you all so much. That's lovely. And what you can't see right now, listener, is that Neil is in Spain right now and he's backlit. So we can just see his silhouette as his dulcet tones, just to to give you a bit of a picture there, the listeners. So what we are talking about in this episode is what we've been watching and what we are looking forward to watching. Let's just get straight into it. Adam, what have you been watching? Oh, I've been watching so much. I've finished three series. I've started three more. I don't quite know how I've got through so much TV (laughs) since we last recorded. But I'm going to start with the third season of Cobra Kai. This was the Emmy-nominated comedy. This was the season uh, that it was nominated for. So it's season three. Thoroughly enjoyed the first two, and I just binged the third season. I will say of the three seasons that this third one isn't quite as cohesive, perhaps, or as strong as the first two. Part of it is dealing with the aftermath of the end of season two, which has quite a dramatic ending. And part of it, I think, is building up to what is going to be, I'm sure, a a brilliant season four. But along the way, there's some really great jokes. There's some nice callbacks on Karate Kid 3. We get a big return of a Karate Kid 1 character, as well as some of the characters from Karate Kid 3. But most importantly, the character development of Johnny Lawrence throughout the series is just absolutely brilliant and something that I think all fans of Cobra Kai will have thoroughly enjoyed in season three. So in terms of being a comedy, I've had a lot of laughs and I've thoroughly enjoyed my journey through Cobra Kai. I can't wait for season four now. Brilliant. Anything else? I mean, I strongly recommend Cobra Kai. Like if you haven't yet started watching it, then, you know, but I just want to make that clear that I'm I'm recommending Cobra Kai. Yeah, and so say you, you don't really have much interest in that universe. Do you think it's still worth visiting? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's elements of sort of teen comedy in there um, and stuff like that. But it's, it's very, I think it's very funny all the way through and, and definitely worth, worth a watch. I'd be curious to hear from someone who has never seen the Karate I know there's not many people out there who haven't seen the Karate Kid films. I would be curious to hear from someone who hasn't seen any of them and still enjoyed Cobra Kai. I think that would take someone who has a real kind of sense of themselves and not willing to just follow the pack if they haven't watched The Karate Kid yet. Neil, <laughs> what have you been watching, mate? Well, I, I, I guess I need to be clear right now. Yes, as you pointed out, Demo, I'm in Spain at the moment and for the last four days I've had no internet access. So I actually haven't watched much at all. To respond to Adam with Cobra Kai, it's something that I did really enjoy starting to watch, but I just had lots of other things uh, land on my plate. I'm really looking forward to watching more of that. Before I lost the internet, I was watching Lovecraft Country. I haven't quite got to the last episode, but I might actually tonight, but I'm really looking forward to that. I must say, with Becoming a God in Central Florida, I've actually got a little bit bored with it, and there is a fantastic cast, but the writing, to be honest, for me, just isn't good enough, and 
I feel like I'm really pushing reluctantly through it. And so how far in have you got? I've gone more than halfway. I would say, I think I finished episode seven out of ten. I've only got one left. And Adam, you've, you've finished it, haven't you? Yes, I have, yeah. So I'd say there's something that happens possibly in the next episode, or maybe it's already happened. I don't want to say without giving you any spoilers, Neil. That does kind of turn things around. And so maybe that might be enough to push you over the line. I've had so little time to watch TV, but I was desperate to watch the final episode yesterday, but wasn't able to. Okay, that, that's definitely very interesting at the moment for me. And I, I, I guess actually spoilers shouldn't be a, a concern because of at what point we're talking about the show. At the moment, it's it's really exploring the relationship between Corey and, uh, I want to say Kirsty, but Crystal. basically Crystal. And I'm finding all of that really dull at the moment. But if there is something really exciting coming, and I'm definitely not finished, I'm, I know I've not finished the whole series, then that might just give me the push to, well, I guess push on. I think On Becoming a God in Central Florida is a thoroughly enjoyable show. Um, I think it's got a satisfying end to it. Um, so it is kind of, there is a value to seeing it through to the end. But also I think there's, there's a lot of other shows out there um, stuff that we've been talking about and watching, which I think is, is is better TV. So if you've got limited time, maybe park it and come back to it later on. I certainly would love for you to finish Lovecraft Country because I would think it would be brilliant for us to revisit that. And just once the three of us have watched the whole thing, to kind of come back and talk about that because I, I have finished it now. It's one of the three that I've finished and, and really thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm really glad you mentioned that, Adam, because we're deliberately avoiding any spoilers. However, you have said that the end of Lovecraft Country is really quite stunning. Um, that's my own words, not Adam's. And I'm also very aware that they cancelled the second series. So if nothing else, that gives me a real um, desire to see how how this series has finished and therefore what potentially will never receive with the second series. Well I'm also really desperate to talk to you about another show that I know you haven't finished yet which is The Underground Railroad but I know what you want to hear is what I thought about the culmination of The Flight Attendant, a show that we talked about last week and, and you may be surprised to know that I've, I've finished watching that as well. I mean it was only eight episodes and I, I, you know, I got to sort of episode five doing my penance and I was thinking, can I, can I stick this out and watch it through to the end? And then I saw there were only eight. So I thought I'm, I may as well just watch the next one. And actually, by the end, those last couple of episodes, there was an element of it that was kind of gripping. And I definitely did want to see what happened at the end. There were two or three fairly satisfying twists. But this was really a thriller and, and not a comedy. I mean, the jokes and the laughs were really few and far between. The sort of PTSD amplifies and amplifies to the point where the central character does hit rock bottom. And yes, there is satisfaction in seeing her reach that point and then finally open up about her problems and her issues. But yeah, nowhere near enough laughs for this to be in the Emmy-nominated comedy series for me. The important question is, Adam, 
Which is a bigger waste of time, the flight attendant or lost? The flight attendant is definitely the bigger waste of time. I mean, for me, lost wasn't a waste of time at all. I totally <laughs> enjoyed the whole thing. So yeah, I can't. I can't. You know, damn you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Uh, just because they were. For, for me, shows that seem to strike similar chords. Maybe it's just because they involve planes. The really good news is that despite Lovecraft Country, a show that I really enjoyed not getting a second season, The Flight Attendant has been renewed for a second season. So we do have that to look forward to in our lives. Shall I put that on the watch list so we can track for when that, that comes up? That, uh, release date for flight attendant two you want a deep dive episode for each episode that comes out of the flight attendant series two is that what you're saying i think we should do as they come out yeah do do an episode by episode breakdown great okay i'll i'll, I'll be quite quiet during those episodes so i have started three other shows and i want to talk about them really really quickly but i don't want to go into i'm not going to get into too much detail because i know we've got a shortage of time but i started watching marvel's what if the first episode of that came out I think it was last Wednesday. Uh, this is an animated show. Um, in, similarly to Invincible, this has got a really stunning voice cast. A lot of the Marvel actors are giving their voices to their own characters. We have Ross Marquand from The Walking Dead, who plays the Red Skull. We have Jeffrey Wright from Westworld, who plays the Watcher, who's an alien being. There's cameos from Toby Jones and Stanley Tucci. So there's really fantastic voice cast in all of this. The first episode centrals on what would happen if Captain America didn't become Captain America and instead Peggy Carter was turned into a super soldier. It's great fun. There's these balletic fight scenes, moments that would have cost a fortune, been incredibly hard to shoot had they been done in real life. They, they just work brilliantly as an animated show. It gives the hardcore fans a chance to burrow down the rabbit hole in that one sort of small change can affect a number of different storylines and I think that it's great because that's only really possible because the MCU have created such a vast rich universe already with movies and the TV shows that they've done and the ones that they've got planned for the future as well. My only criticism would be that it, it didn't quite go far enough. I would have liked to have seen sort of bigger repercussions but my understanding is there's going to be subsequent seasons of What If and these characters are going to come back and we're going to sort of see their stories develop a little bit further. That is what I believe is going to happen. What If sounds absolutely amazing and is definitely on my list. I have been trying to finish off uh, other shows, but I'm really looking forward to What If. On the topic of animated series that we've watched, I can also let you know that Invincible has been renewed for seasons two and three. So we will be getting Invincible back on our Amazon Prime screens at some point in the future that's still on my list i sadly only got about three or four episodes in so i need to complete that what else did you been watching adam the next thing that i've started is the white lotus which is the social satire comedy about sort of upper classes going to island resort on holiday and kind of what happens between the guests and the hotel staff and I really enjoyed this. There's some incredibly funny lines. We've got a couple who are on their honeymoon and they believe they booked a honeymoon suite and they don't get it. So it's a quite awkward moment between the chap and the hotel manager. We've got a family sort of mum, dad, son who has some of the best lines, but is really only interested in playing on his handheld device. 
and daughter who's brought along her friend who do some pretty terrifying mean girl stuff. Not actions, really just attitude, but sort of really killing it. And then we have a single older woman who's travelled with her mum's ashes. That's kind of just the setup for you without giving any spoilers away for the first episode. But there's some intriguing stuff that's set up right at the beginning of that episode. And it's very, very funny. I laughed a lot watching it. So I'm really looking forward to seeing more of The White Lotus and can, again, strongly recommend that to anyone who enjoys a good comedy. Yeah, I watched the first episode of that as well this morning. It's such a good social satire. So they're, they're on one of the Hawaiian islands, right? But like you said, it's really interesting, especially the dynamic between the, the, the family. And I think also a very interesting conversation. I don't want to give too much of it away. Uh, just before they arrive on the island and the resort manager speaks to the new recruit who is Hawaiian and the language that he uses about you know, about how she should behave and the way he talks about how he views the guests and how they want the people who work at the resort to be towards them. It it sets the stall early as to how much social commentary is going on. I can't wait to see what happens with the rest of this series. I mean, again, without giving sort of big spoilers away, um, I'll just say head massage. Thank you, Damien. Yeah. And get a knowing nod. So The White Lotus can strongly recommend that. I did briefly start watching Deceit on Channel 4. This is about a case from the 90s, 1992, I believe, where a woman was killed in a park in front of her son. And they are, the police are setting a trap. It's like a honey trap for the person that they believe did it. So they're sending a, an undercover cop in to try and sort of seduce this guy or find out information from him. I watched the first 20 minutes, half an hour. I was very tired at the time, but I did start to doze off. But if anyone's watched The Deceit through a little bit further than that and is enjoying it, do let us know. I think it's certainly an interesting premise. There's a very chilling performance by an actor I know very well who's been in a lot of stuff and I should have prepared his name, but I didn't. So I'm stalling for time while I try and find that. It's going to be worth it in the end because I think you'll recognise him as well. And it is being diverted to walesonline.co.uk. So I'm looking at the at the cast now, and the cast is fantastic. So we've got Neem Algar, who was in The Virtues as well, the Stephen Graham programme from early last year, uh, where he was an adopted, and he went back to meet his birth family in Ireland. She's great. Got Rochelle Sandow, who people might remember from Line of Duty as McQueen. Is it Nathaniel Martello-White, who's playing Baz? No. Or, is it, or Eddie Marston, who plays Paul Britton? I think it's Eddie Marston. Yeah, absolute legend. All sorts of great stuff he's been in. Yeah, he's an amazing actor. Yeah, it does, it does, it very, that, that was the one thing that stood out for me in, in watching the first half an hour of this show. Just incredibly spooky stuff that he does in this. Wales Online website is very, very slow. I mean, I don't know why it's um, it's come up as the first thing that gives me this cast. But anyway. That's why, why are you on Wales Online? Or do you mean Wells Online? I thought you were in North. Wales, the country, online. I don't know why it was the first thing that came up when I searched Channel 4's Deceit. That makes no sense. 
But fair enough. I'm I'm sure, you know, I, I don't want to knock the Welsh. I'm, I'm sure Wales Online is a very adequate site. Well, all of Wales trying to use the internet through that website. So there's going to be a little little bit of lag. Yeah. I just went no. for the Radio Times, but um, well done. Other, other websites with castings are available. The other show that I have started watching, just to quickly mention, is I've, I've, I've moved on to The Handmaid's Tale. So I'm now uh, about two or three episodes into season two. Um, as part of my Emmy watch, I'm really keen to get uh, all the way through Handmaid's Tale to the end of season four um, before I start picking up on some of the other shows. But yeah, enjoying it so far. I can't see what the fuss was about season two not being as good as season one. Very much uh, has carried on in the same vein for me. And where are you at with season two? About three episodes in. Okay, fair enough. Um, well, then I'll, we'll move into what else I've watched. I have watched some more Becoming a God and White Lotus. So Brooklyn Nine-Nine has started finally. From what I've read as planned, they're kind of really examining what it is the police's functioning society is, particularly with regards to minority groups within New York and Brooklyn itself and the USA. So I can't wait to watch the rest of that. It's going to be a shortened series of only 10 episodes. They're releasing two a week. So I may have to get on my VPN and see if I can find it legally somewhere else. I talked about this coming out this week, but I got it completely wrong. That was the US release date, not the UK release date. Um, The only way you can watch it, I believe, is by getting a a, a VPN and, and going that route. Yes. So I think for those in the UK and outside of the land of the free, you will have to go and use a VPN. I also am still continuing watching Ted Lasso, which is still brilliant and still well worthy of its Emmy nominations and Power Book 3. That's still very good. The last, well, what I believe is the last series, although that's not giving any spoilers, of Ghosts on BBC was released on iPlayer. At some point over the last couple of days, I watched the first episode last night and then binged the other five today back to back. It's really good. Still a fantastic show. For those who've got kids or just fans of interesting takes on history, it's the Horrible History Gang. So it's the same writer and a lot of the actors that you'd see on the Horrible History Show. And it's just really, it's yet again, another really nice, well-written, you know, standard 25 minute six episodes of series BBC sitcom about a haunted manor house. Did you chaps ever watch Yonderland? Did they have Sean Bean in it? No. No, then no. Not because Sean Bean wasn't in it, by the way. <laughs> I've only watched stuff with Sean Bean in. <laughs> Yonderland was, I think, was also made by the Horrible Histories guys. But it's, yeah, it was uh, about a, a, a woman travelling to a, it's kind of like a fantasy thing. A fantasy comedy with puppets and all sorts of other fun stuff like that in there. It was good fun. I enjoyed it. Nice. Well, what, what I'd also say about Ghosts is, I mean, I probably shouldn't say this, but as far as I'm aware, it's family friendly because, yes, there are ghosts, but it's not scary. It's very silly. So I think it's probably safe to watch with certainly teens, maybe early teen children. I don't know, kind of 10 or below how suitable it is. But uh, yeah. It's a really enjoyable watch. And I believe series one and two might be on Netflix for those outside of the UK. How would you compare it to Disney films? It's real life and it's good because a lot of the real life Disney films are not good. 
would my viewing of it be enhanced if I found some early teens to watch it with? Because I don't have any I usually watch TV with. But if you think my viewing would be enhanced by watching it with early teens, I'm sure I could rustle a couple up. Where will you find them, Adam? This question's raised more questions. I think you're probably all right, just 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 you and Catherine. And then play it by ear. If you think, oh, maybe we need to have some early teens around, I'm not getting some of these references because of giving, you know, given the generation that you are, maybe you might need some younger people, some Zoomers, to, to just kind of help with some of those references. Wow, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you've been watching or should we move on to what we're looking forward to? Uh, what are we looking forward to, Neil? Is there anything on the horizon that has... Vigil, vigil, vigil. That's what I'm looking forward to. Is um, for, for any Line of Duty fans, vigil, the date's been announced. However, we're not sure whether it's going to be released um, episode by episode or whether it's going to be released in one single go. But I'm really I think I have the answer to that, that now. I, I believe the first episode is being released on the 29th and the second episode is being released on the 30th and then it's weekly after that. So it's bank holiday weekend, 29th, 30th of August and then after that it's going to be weekly. Classic Sunday 9pm release. And bank holiday celebration of some sort. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that and we will certainly be responding to that as a series. Certainly tradition where I'm from, celebrate bank holidays with a submarine drama. <laughs> it's a cultural thing. Yeah. Where are you from, Adam? I am from, well... Trident. Under the sea. <laughs> Adam, is there anything you're looking forward to other than Vigil? Oh, my word. I'm looking forward to The Chair, starring Sandra O oh as the first female minority chair of a prestigious board in a college so yeah we're just really intrigued to see how that show is going to pan out and also starting this week we mentioned a couple of episodes ago nine perfect strangers original source materials written by the same person as who wrote big little lies and yeah it's nicole kidman and melissa mccarthy in a thriller set around a wellness retreat. So is there anything else people are looking forward to? I was just going to say that I am going to be starting Ted Lasso. Very much looking forward to that. And then after that, my next Emmy show that I'm going to watch is going to be Mayor of East Town. I have watched the first episode of Ted Lasso. I don't think I would have done if Damo hadn't been so enthusiastic about it. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. I would definitely say it's worth a try and of course the other thing we haven't mentioned in this episode the walking dead starts next week so you should be pretty much done with your 10 season watch through <laughs> walking dead you should be pretty much caught up now and you'll be able to watch along with us uh season 11 of the walking dead very very excited about that we're going to be doing simultaneously with these episodes we're going to be doing special Walking Dead only episodes. So if you are a fan of The Walking Dead, you can listen along to those uh, as we watch that. Adam, if, um, if anyone's interested in this series, The Walking Dead, can you give a kind of brief synopsis? A synopsis of the first 10 seasons? Well, yeah, just something that may sell it. Well, like why we're interested. 
Yeah, certainly. So um, it start, Rick Grimes wakes up from a coma and discovers that zombies have taken over the world. They don't call them zombies in this show. They're called walkers, biters. Um, they're called all sorts of different things. They're never referred to as zombies, but that's essentially what they are. And, you know, Rick Grimes tries to find his family, goes, we meet a whole load of different survivors throughout the course of the 10 seasons. It's all about kind of what people do in order to survive. Who are the walking dead? Are they the zombies or are they the survivors? There's so much to go into over those 10 seasons. There's tigers. There are just some really brilliant horror moments and also some just genius storytelling. And, you know, there's no characters to save. We lose important characters along the way. So there's definitely a sort of a sense of threat. You know, you, you grow to love these characters and then they get ripped, literally ripped apart in front of you sometimes. It's just epic storytelling. The comic books are fantastic, but the source material they're based on is really, really brilliant. And this is this is a huge, the spin-off series of it, Fear the Walking Dead, I thoroughly enjoy as well. And we're going to get a new series of The Walking Dead, The World Beyond, sometime in October, I believe, of this year. So it's a whole universe now, The Walking Dead. There's loads to enjoy within that. Wow, that's a far better sell than I could have done. So absolutely follow our Walking Dead podcasts we make it competitive we've got a whole sweepstake competition so this is another another opportunity for us to gain tv we predict who we think is going to die we nominate a killer that scores us points so there's a lot of fun to be had just in listening to us talk about that stuff absolutely and you can share your thoughts on all the shows that we've just talked about watching and are looking forward to especially the new series of the walking dead through the socials. So you can find us at TV DNA Pod on Instagram. And if you put TV space DNA in the search bar on Facebook, you'll find us there too. Should you wish to send us an email, please do so. TV DNA Pod at gmail.com. Now, Adam, I know you're the man about subscribing. Why don't you hit us up with some info about what our lovely listeners can do? Yes, we're now on Apple Podcasts. So you can subscribe. You can rate and review, and we'd really love you to give us a five-star rating and to give us a review. It's what really helps us grow as a podcast and helps us to reach new and different listeners. So it, it can just help massively. If you listen to any podcast, you ought to give them a rating and a review just to help them spread the word about their shows to new listeners. So yeah, just do it. Just do it. It doesn't take long. Just do it. Get it done. What he said. Absolutely what he said. So... I believe that's everything for this episode, isn't it, chaps? That's all she wrote. Great. Well, then that just leaves it to me to say thank you so much for listening to us. We look forward to listening to us again. And bye-bye. Don't be a... Bye. Don't be a what? <laughs> that was a really lame cop-out. Don't be a whinger. Be a TV binge ninja. Can we get a bye, Neil? Bye!